Hi, everyone. I know recently we announced we were going to two episodes a week and then three episodes a week. But you know what? There are just too many episodes. So we are going to back to five episodes a week. Still a reduction from seven, but there were just too many interviews scheduled, and I didn't want to make all the authors wait for too long. So I hope you can keep up with me. Listen to one a week as you're on your way to work or on your way home or putting your kids to bed or whatever it is you're doing. Moms don't have time to read books now five times a week. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, I'm Zibby Owens, the creator and host of the award-winning podcast that you're listening to right now. Thank you so much called Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. It is a daily podcast, 365 days a year, and each day we talk to an author about all of the things related to their career, their book, their life, and more in 30 minutes or less, because who has time? I am now an author myself, although I wasn't when I started this podcast, and you can get my new memoir, Bookends, a memoir of love, loss, and literature, wherever books are sold starting July 1st, and my children's book, Princess Charming. You can learn more about me at zibbyowens.com, but really, you're here to learn more about the authors, and that is what we're going to do. Also, be sure to check out all the other podcasts in the Zcast Podcast Network. You can learn more at zcastnetwork.com and definitely check out those shows as well. I hope you'll all check out the all new Zibby Mag, Z-I-B-B-Y-M-A-G, the literary lifestyle destination with essays, book news, a lit lifestyle feature, and even some classes. Check it out, zibbymag.com. Rebecca Sofer is the author of The Modern Loss Handbook, an interactive guide to moving through grief and building your resilience. She was also on this podcast for her first book, Modern Loss, Candid Conversations About Grief. She's the co-founder of Modern Loss, a global movement offering creative, meaningful, and practical content and community addressing the long arc of grief. She writes regularly across media, including the New York Times, Glamour, NBC, and CNN. 
Rebecca is a Columbia University Graduate School of Journalism alumna and a Peabody Award-winning former producer for The Colbert Report. Rebecca and her husband and son split their time between New York City and the Berkshires. Rebecca was nice enough to publish several of my articles on modernloss.com. So if you go to modernloss.com and just type in Zibby and you can read some of my essays. And also you should check out the amazing content there, which is really, really helpful for anyone who's going through loss or knows someone going through loss. Welcome, Rebecca. Thank you so much for coming back on Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Zibby, I so don't have time for anything. And yet I have time for this podcast because it's such an incredible delight to be back with you. And I just love being able to stare at your face on Zoom for a couple of minutes. It's like making me feel better today. I feel the same way, listeners, not to leave you out, but we were just like, oh my gosh, like vent, 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 vent as fast as we can for a few minutes. We've known each other now a couple of years and, you know, have a lot we can relate to. So about each other. So anyway, there was a lot of venting, (laughs) a lot of venting, a lot of venting. But one of the things we were starting to talk about, and I was like, let's save this for the podcast, relates a lot to modern loss and the modern loss handbook and everything that Rebecca does and stands for and everything, which is helping people through hard times, particularly grief. And, you know, with her trademark sense of humor and relatability and everything. And one of your tips is going micro. So talk about that as just like one of the many resources in this book that can help people. Yeah. I mean, going micro, I feel like to some people, it feels so obvious. It's like, oh, are you overwhelmed? Go micro. But to many of us, and I (laughs) include myself in that, when I find myself feeling very overwhelmed in parentheses, read the last three years <laughs> and counting. Oh, the last 40 something years and counting. <laughs> you know, and I feel like I'm trying to figure out like, oh my God, like, wait, what is like in 17 months, like there's this thing and like, what is that going to look like? And how am I going to do that? Or like in five years, what's my five-year plan? And I realized that I'm like snowballing. What I, I self-diagnosed on Instagram because there's an account. <laughs> it's like highly sensitive refuge. And I'm like, I need a highly sensitive refuge. And then I realized I'm a highly sensitive person for better or for worse. That just is what it is. And I just, I take on the emotion. I take on the emotions of the world. And so whenever I'm feeling completely overwhelmed, it's like, if I ever got a tattoo, I think it would just say go micro or like GM because that is what saves me. And that is my, you know, we talk about in, in pop culture and like, or in just casual conversation now, like mindfulness and like self-care. That's my mindfulness. It's anchoring me in the moment very suddenly. It's saying, go micro, get through the next hour. Don't worry about 17 months from now. Don't worry about how you're going to pay the thing or like get your kid through the thing or like manage the thing just get through two o'clock today. How are you going to do that? Because you can't get through the thing until you get through two o'clock. If two o'clock feels too far away because it's 8 a.m., okay, get through 8.05 a.m. And Mm -hmm. this might sound very silly to some people, some people who have a handle on things all the time. Good for you. I'm not one of those people. And I get a handle on my shit by going micro when I really need to. And it, it saves me time and time and time again, in times of grief, in times of overwhelm, just in times of stress, you know, it's a really helpful tool that I have in my toolbox. I feel like my version of that is like 
just keep your head down, Mm -hmm. right? When I look up and I see like all the things, and I guess that's sort of like what you're saying, like there's too much, there's too many inputs, there's too much on the horizon. I mean, I have to focus on what I'm doing right now, right here. And it's translated even into my parenting when my kids are like, well, you know, do we think we'll be survivors at the school and go all 13 years? And I'm like, I have no idea. I don't even know if you're going to go to that school next year. And they're like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm just kidding. But like, who knows? Actually, you know? I'm not just kidding. I literally don't know what my life is going to look like next year. I don't know where I'm going to live. I don't know where, I don't know anything. And I would say that the one thing that the pandemic has done for me, which is a positive, by the way, I'd give anything to not be living in a pandemic yeah. with the rest of the world. But, you know, in in addition to like reconnecting me with people who I love and who I've just made a point to reconnect with all over the world because it's like life is short. It's really proven to me that it's like, you know, it's okay. Like if you make the change and it's not the right change, you make the change back or you make another change. And I used to be somebody who was like, oh my God, I literally can't make a decision because this decision is going to have to stick. I'm going to have to live with all the consequences. And like, yeah, you you still will, you know, and especially in some major ways. But like, if it's like, you know, I'm going to move or we'll try a new school. Okay. If it doesn't work, like, I think we've been proven that nothing is permanent. There's no like forever home anymore. There's no permanence of anything. We can change and we can adapt to that change. Totally. I know. I feel like if I could do anything, my older kids are now 15. If I could just like go back and reclaim some of the energy I spent worrying about like kindergarten admissions for them. I know at the time that was all I was thinking about and doing, but it's like, they've all changed schools. Like not to say now I feel like I'm coming down negatively. I love the school they were. They're all that. But it's just like you don't know what is going to happen with the world or with your kids or with your career or with anything. Literally no clue. Literally <laughs> just like no clue. I mean, I spent so much I gave myself so much agita over like, oh, where should my older what 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 the kindergarten blah blah blah. Oh my god. So much yep. time thinking about it. By the way, I went to like literally like just kindergarten down the street in the main line yep. outside Philly because that's where you went. But in Manhattan, <laughs> it's a different monster, right? It's a different ball game. Well, the joke was on me because my son, who was six at the time, got to spend six months at that kindergarten and then COVID hit. <laughs> Uh, and and he was in Zoom school on his computer for three months. So it's just like, yeah, you, you got to cut yourself a break all around. And also just try not to eat your heart out over every little decision. You know, I have realized that it's just not worth it. You're absolutely right. You got to save that energy for the really, really, really tough stuff. Yeah. And there's plenty of that. <laughs> I feel like though the tough stuff is much easier for me. Like, I feel like the bigger decisions in life or the bigger things, I don't know if you feel the same way. No, I'm terrible at big decisions. Oh, okay. (laughs) No, no, no. Then you and I should definitely live together. I'm (laughs) really good at like delegating. And I mean, I'm a former daily TV producer. So like, I'm really good at like getting her done. Like, okay, how do we get this project done? How do we do this? But it's if it's like, what are the big questions and what are the answers? Like, that's what I'm like... I get wrapped up in the paradox of choice when there are multiple choices. I get, you know, totally freaked out. Uh, And that's why I'm saying like, I'm starting to realize that it's like, sometimes you just got to make a decision. And if it doesn't go well, then you maybe make a different decision if you can. And that's just all you can do. Literally in the car with Kyle dropping off the kids. And this week, of course, I put myself in an almost impossible situation with three different camps at like basically at the same time. And 
I spent like half the car ride being like, but wait, maybe we should drop this kid off first. But wait, what if we drop this kid off first, but that counselor's not there? But wait, what? If, but maybe we should do this. But then the third kid's going to be like, like, it's so stupid. <laughs> anyway, I, this is totally off topic of your book. I am so sorry. And here you are, this like amazing entrepreneur and have done so much awesome stuff. Tell everybody about Modern Loss who might not know about it, how you've created this whole thing, your backstory. The, you've been on this for your first book, Modern Loss and Conversations. What was, what was the funny subtitle? Conversations candid, about people. Candid conversation about grief. Beginners welcome. Yes, that was perfect. And now, why you've even why you've added this new book, which is so helpful and amazing, and like just the best grief resource and resource in general for sort of mental health. I like was poured over every word when I first got it. I was like, stop the press. I am sitting down here and finishing this whole thing. I have to tell you, I got that email from you after I sent you the book when I didn't even realize you were getting like advanced copies that were finished copies. And I sent one to you and I was super nervous because while I was writing it, Honestly, like I didn't give a shit like while I was writing it because I really was writing it in the darkest, darkest depths of COVID. It was the winter of 2020, 2021. There was a lot going on in this country, if you can remember. Pretty stressful times. I felt particularly isolated. I had suddenly found myself living in the Berkshires where it gets dark at like 11 a.m. in the winter for six months. (laughs) We had a lot of nuclear family COVID. It was a really scary, hard time. And my modern loss community, like the needs had ballooned. And so just to answer your question, the reason I wrote this book, which is the Modern Loss Handbook, an interactive guide to moving through grief and building your resilience is because when COVID hit, you know, we have readers all over the world, but we are known for doing live storytelling. Like I try and do as many in real life connection points as possible, just being one person. It's not like super possible, but you know, I've done storytelling events all over and I try and speak all over. But now all of a sudden, every Everybody was virtual and everybody was losing access to their coping mechanisms that they developed and lost. Like they could no longer go to the bodega to see the friendly dude, you know, who sold them the almond milk. They could no longer go to the gym to do the spinning class. They could no longer go to brunch on Saturday, that monthly brunch with friends, which sometimes they hung their sanity on knowing that that was in the calendar. They couldn't go to therapy easily. They couldn't go to rites and rituals of, you know, like happy rites and rituals, sad rites and rituals. We couldn't even hug each other without being terrified. I mean, we lost the sense of that, 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 that beautiful thing called touch, which is so healing. And so like everybody was reeling and I was also reeling. And so I just felt so overwhelmed. Talk about going micro by the needs of the community and being only one person that I was like, this is the time to write this book, which I had wanted to write the year prior. But as you know, an entrepreneur, I'm sure you know, there are, you have all these golden tickets on your wall of all the things you want to do. And there's only so much you can do qualitatively. And this was a book I really wanted to do. But all of a sudden, it became obvious that this was the time that it had to be done. And so this was my opportunity to share everything that I had learned from my own personal experience with grief and from all the amazing experts that I work with, like across the spectrum of wellness and therapy, mental health, grief, the extended arc of loss, and also just the incredible community members from Modern Loss that have taught me 
so much more than I would have ever learned on my own about different points of view, different ways of coping, different creative rituals, different, you know, cultural mores that they were familiar with that I wasn't. And so I realized this was the opportunity to give of myself and of everybody else between two covers when I could only be so many places at one time. And so this book really is meant to help you stay connected to your person, stay connected to yourself, and stay connected to the world around you. And it's literally the thing that I wish that somebody would have handed to me after my mom died, after my dad died, years after my mom died. I was my own guinea pig. I kind of went through the book after I wrote it. And I was like, oh, it's still germane 15 years later, but I'm viewing it in a different way. And so I kind of proved my own hypothesis, which was that the arc of loss really is long and grief may turn into loss across the long arc, but it's still very much a living thing. It's not going to go away. And you're going to interact with it in different ways because loss is a living thing and you're a living thing. And you're going to perceive your people differently as you move through life, as you take on different roles, as you lose different roles, as you empathize with them in different ways, as you wish that you know that you could have talked to them about certain things. And so this book really does give you the chance to care for yourself and stay connected with that person. And also just like figure out how to like draw your own boundaries with friends, draw your boundaries with work, stand up for yourself and ask for what you need because we do a really shitty job in this country and in Western culture in general at helping people to talk through this stuff and support each other. Is that all? Is that all you're trying to tackle? That's it. It's just that one thing. And I just, just have to say that like while I was writing it, I just didn't care because I just felt like I was so fortunate to be given a mandate of a deadline of a publishing contract to have sold a book during like this shit show that was going on. I felt so grateful. Talk about going micro. I was like, I get to go micro with this book. And and it wasn't that easy because I didn't have childcare and school was crazy. And like people were sick and my kids weren't vaccinated and I wasn't vaccinated. So there was a lot going on. But I was like, I feel so lucky to have this chance to write this thing. And I value it so much. I take it so seriously. And I'm really going to say just what I have to say. I'm not going to navel gaze. I'm not going to wonder if it sounds like smart enough or pithy enough or funny enough. I'm just going to say what I have to say because I don't know. Like maybe this will be the last thing that I ever write. Not to sound dramatic, but it was a really dark winter. Remember? I mean, you don't because our neurons are fried. But that first COVID winter, 2020, 2021, like the election, January 6th. I mean, there's like a lot going on. And so I was just like, I'm going to say what I have to say. And I think that the result for me is something that I'm so proud of for me, which is I stayed true to my voice. I really feel comfortable saying that. And when you wrote to me, like you said, you were like, you came back from vacation and I'm sure it was like just one of another, like thousands of books that you were sent. And you said you literally read through the entire thing sitting on your floor in one day. And I, I mean, I started crying because I was like, it was like the first time that anybody besides my (laughs) editor (laughs) or people who had to say that they liked it said something positive and and how much it resonated. And I was like, okay, I, I think that I've said what I had to say here. You know, it meant a lot. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I completely meant it. I loved it. I, I got so much out of it. I related to it. It was helpful. It was funny. It was just every, it was so great. I think handbook sells it short almost, even though it is a, like a handbook workbook and that you can use it. But I don't know, handbooks sometimes get a bad rap. And this is like, it's almost like, well, manual is another bad, no, not that you chose the wrong I word, know. But just, I didn't even you know choose it. Running, like, running press chose it. They were like, how about the modern last handbook? And I was like, fine, that's fine. Whatever. Just let me write it. You know, they didn't want to call it a journal or a workbook because yeah, it's like you said, it's not, it's a fully, it's 250 yeah. pages long. I would say yeah. that 90% of it is 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 prose. It's written yes. word. But the reason they wanted to call it a handbook is because they didn't want it to be relegated to the journal section at the back of the mm. bookstore or the library. They wanted it to be in the book section, but it, a handbook more like, because it is really a guide, but it's a yeah. choose your own adventure guide, right? Like yes. I give you a lot of stuff that I think can help, but I also say, you know what? Not all of these things may work for you, in this moment in time. That doesn't mean they're not going to work for you down the line. So like, don't throw the book away yet, okay? Or like, don't rip the page out yet. <laughs> like, just trust me, you know, because loss is dynamic. Grief is dynamic. It may work for you later. But also like, not every single thing may work for you, period. And so pick and choose. Try it. See, trial and error. And like, here's your toolbox. Just whatever works, throw it in the toolbox because there is literally no one vaccine for the grief experience, for the loss experience. There's no yoga class that's going to make it all better. There's no therapy session that's going to make it all better. There's no one best friend, like pithy best friend, who has the perfect thing to say, who's going to make it all better because that's literally not possible. The only way to move through this is, like I said, is to figure out how to do three things. Figure out how to stay connected with your person, not just in the good ways, through memory and ritual and reframing anniversaries and all that, but also like looking at the tough things. Relationships are very fallible. Nobody ends a relationship 
that, you know, when one person dies saying, well, that was just perfect, you know, like it's just not the way loss works. And so I challenge you through different prompts and that's where like the interactive session comes in to think through like, are there ways in which this person hurt you and they never apologized or vice versa? Are there things you would have done differently? Like I literally challenge you to think through hard things because I say that I think that that's more important than just remembering that they made like a killer, you know, hurricane, you know, like you're left to deal with the stuff that they left behind. They don't care anymore. It's up to you to figure out how you deal with all this stuff so that you can live a life that's really rich and really meaningful and create meaning in the wake of the shitstorm because you deserve to at any age. And so when you figure out how to stay connected with that person and then stay connected with yourself, like how to deal with your anxiety and your sleep and the fact that grief shakes your body down physically, you know, we don't talk about that enough. Like, how do you deal with that? How do you look at different therapies or try different art therapies, uh, different modalities? How do you do all that? And then also, how do you like navigate and negotiate and stand up for your social dynamics? How do you feel comfortable talking to friends who are like being really lame or weird around you? How do you encourage them to be less lame or weird around you? How do you build a support team? How do you, you know, pull the people who are coming out of the woodwork for you? How do you draw boundaries? How do you date and navigate your intimate relationships and stand up for yourself to your manager? That's why I say like, there's no one vaccine, but like all of these things together, when you can feel a little bit more comfortable managing all of them, or at least you've tried to, that's when you can get to a place where you at least feel like you're asking for acknowledgement in something that's really hard. And if you don't have a feeling of acknowledgement in something that's really hard, be it a divorce or a work project that you just worked your butt off on and like no one at work was like, oh my God, you must have worked so hard on this. Like imagine how crappy that feels. Well, what about when you're going through an enormous loss and everyone just pretends like it hasn't happened or you should be over it or like it's not so bad or at least they, you know, (laughs) at least you can have another kid, you know, like that's bullshit. You deserve to feel acknowledged in something. It's free to acknowledge somebody. And without acknowledgement, I think it's just really hard to feel like you're healing. But I challenge you in the book to figure out how to get the acknowledgement. I give you a little bit of tough love because I think we both know you've had a lot of losses, Zibby. You know that like the world isn't going to come to you and like cradle you and say like, how can we make it all better? You know that a lot of the times you've had so much loss, personal loss in the last few years. You know that it's up to you to like figure out what you need, what the people who are hurting around you, like what do we need to feel nourished and seen and supported? And kind of try and ask for it and find it. Because if not, very few people can intuit what it is you need at any given moment, especially when you're going through really hard times. And on top of that, we're all dealing with our own messes. We are. It's a really hard time right now. And everybody is not okay. (laughs) That's another way of saying that nobody is really okay. I love that. And... I love everything you have to say. You are such a good speaker. I see why you now speak everywhere. And, you know, I've watched your JCC shows and, you know, the way you combine people's voices and and all of that as well. But I just, you're just so impressive. So thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh 
my gosh. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for our pre-chat. Anytime we should do this again, pretend we have a meeting and just like, you know, go to town. Let's do that. And, and, uh, you know, I just, just want to say that we just still have so much free content online for anyone who needs it. Modernloss.com and all the platforms like come to us, engage in the conversation, feel seen, feel acknowledged. That's what you need. Amazing. I wish I'd had your book a long time ago. Me too. (laughs) Me too. That's why I wrote it. I hope I sent you bookends, by the way, now that this is over. Did you get a copy? Okay, good. All right. It's like my own manual of loss anyway. (laughs) Rebecca, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Let's talk soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens and at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Also sign up for my newsletter at ZibbyOwens.com and sign up for my virtual book club and meet lots of authors on Zoom every other week. Thanks so much to Steve and Ryan at Texture Sound for the sound editing. And thank you to Morning Moon Productions for providing this fantastic intro and outro music. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com.